Hello and welcome to Enchantment, a Dragon Age Let's Play podcast. I'm Brandon. And I'm Annie. And today we have brought to you episode 23. Oh my god. Yes. Welcome to the long journey of Orzammar again. We're in it. We're in the thick of it. It's so thick here. (laughs) (laughs) It's so thick here. It's so thick here. We've done all of our kind of like, we haven't actually completed any side quests, but we've kind of like picked and picked some up and walked around and got like it the lay like, of the we, land. Like we got like the appetizers. Yeah. And now we're getting into the full fucking entree. Oh my God. Because last episode, we talked to a few people, met a few friendly faces, and then we found out, well, if you're going to get any help for this blight, you're going to have to figure out all their election woes. <laughs> and for some reason... This means that we, an outsider, and our three friends, all also outsiders, have to just meddle in their affairs. I mean, that's how it works, Brandon. I don't understand how, you know, you think how elections work, how government works, but you always know that an outside party <laughs> is the one that does it. Apparently, yeah. It's, it's up to us to figure out how this ends. So, last we left off, we were standing right outside of... Um, Somewhere. We were standing- Was it the tavern? I- What were we standing- Was it the Harrowmont place? Yes, Harrowmont's place. Okay, yeah. Because we know that we have to talk to the two advisors, to the two political figures that are running for election. For king? Because I guess you elect the king. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, this is a democracy. I mean, granted- I mean, Ferelden- It's a king. I mean, Ferelden is like, it's a monarchy, right? Yeah, because it went to the sun. Yeah. Who was Kalen, and I, now he's dead, and he has no son. I mean, I wish it was more like a democracy. It, 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 it's more democratic than other monarchies. because what, there, Orzammar? It, Orzammar, yeah. Yeah, but apparently. I mean, there there are some branches of government. Are there? It's, it's like the branch is like, we'll learn a little bit about how Orzammar government works. And the checks and balances are very unstable. Yeah, yeah <laughs> very unstable. But... Essentially, we have to talk to the two advisors of the candidates, and so we're standing right outside of the location to find Harrowmont's advisor, and then once we're done with that, we're going to have to run around and find Balin's advisor. So first, we wake up today, ready to speak to Harrowmont's guy. We are going to walk two weeks- We have to. To the tower. We really do. So we can see if she could join. And you know what? I hope she can, because education is very important, and following your dreams is very important. So, follow your dreams, kids. Yeah, that was another thing that happened last time. I kind of had, like, a, like, just, like, a realization about how long this has taken the characters. Yeah. If really it takes two weeks to walk all the way from here to the circle, which isn't even, like, across the map. Like, the circle's, like, halfway down. It's probably, like... Not halfway, it's, like... We've probably been doing this shit for, like, years. Wait, no! We're on the top left corner. We're not on the right side. I thought we were on the right side. We're on the top left corner. The circle's on the leftern, the leftern, the left, the side. left hemisphere, the left hemisphere, <laughs> the, the the west, as someone the, might say, the west side. It's in the west side, and Orzammar is in the upper west side. So that means that really you're not even going all the way across. And we literally sometimes we walk like across uh, for Elden. Mm-hmm. So that means uh, Brandon from last time is an idiot and forgot everything. <laughs> I know, but that's even worse. Like I was, I was thinking into it before, but now it's even worse because you're not even walking halfway past the map. It's crazy. It's crazy. All right, so let's let's walk five steps 
into Haramon's estate. And that's going to take five months. Wait. Are we supposed to... I mean, we're not supposed to talk to Haramon. We're supposed to talk to Haramon's, like, guy. Like, know? Haramon's, like, secretary. Once we're done reflecting on what happened last time, we actually take our step into what is Haramon's estate. And it took five months. <laughs> it took five months to get there for following Dagna's timetables. I don't know. She's never been above ground. No, she so she, she probably, like... Thinks it's ten days when she takes like a cup, <laughs> like she goes across town. <laughs> um, so we enter Hermont's estate, and it's like the insides of these buildings—they're kind of—they look—they're rocky. Well, yeah. they look like they're made of stone, yeah. but not in the same way that another house might, like above ground. It's very—it um, kind of looks like it's carved into the face of. I mean, I guess that's pretty much what it that is. Probably what is what it is. Yeah, and um. Yeah, ev- pretty much everything is made of stone. I'm not really sure where the light's coming from. I assume they have candles. You know what? I'm, I'm calling this Flintstone chic. <laughs> yeah. Flintstone chic? Yes. <laughs> Why? We have all the Flintstones takes place in the prehistoric age, and almost yeah. everything is made of, like, rocks and stone. stuff. Okay. And stone. So, but this is, like, like, a fancy, like, upper class version of what, like, the Flintstone house would have turned into if they were, like, really rich. That's true, because Haramont lives in the Diamond Quarter, which is, like, where the rich people are. Mm-hmm. So when you enter, there is like a butler and there's a few nobles inside and there are clearly multiple rooms in this stone home. So we walk in and we're just looking for someone who could help us find who we need to talk to. And there's just a butler standing at the entrance. Butler! Oh yeah, there we go. There's a butler. Oh wow. (laughs) I literally... (laughs) What? I just had a moment where I was going to be like, oh my God, like this is sad. (laughs) Why? Because I saw that the butler was a dwarf, and I was like, oh my god, like, the, they use the dwarves as servants, you know, how, like, like they use the elves as servants yeah. in other places? And then I remember that they're all dwarves. They're all dwarves. <laughs> so I, I thought it was going to be another, like, racially charged, like, servant situation, but no, they're all dwarves. Um, so, sorry. This is really funny to be looking back, because this kind of play session of ours is the start of a new day, our eighth day playing Dragon Age Origins. And so I guess I wasn't in the mindset of we're in the Dwarven Empire. I'm just so used to us being above ground and talking to like a mixture of people. Yeah. So when I saw that the butler was a dwarf, <laughs> I thought it was going to be another like whole civil rights conversation. Yeah, I was like, oh no, they're using a dwarf for like, you know, the, the help. <laughs> exactly. I thought they were going to be like marginalized. And I mean, we've seen people are marginalized. Yeah. I mean, we went to Dust Town and we saw a woman on the ground yeah. whose father abandoned her. But I just, I thought it was like one of those things where dwarves were the servants and the humans are the people they serve. And then I remember that they're all dwarves. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much immediately. So at least I remember. At least you remember that it's not as bad as you think. No, it's not. Because yeah. dwarves are also the 1%. Yeah. That's what equality is, right? Yeah. If everyone's <laughs> the 1%, that is full equality. If like, so long as someone in every race is in the 1%, then there's nothing to see here. Exactly. We do talk to um the person we're going to talk to, which is Doolin Ferrender. He's the advisor to Lord Harrimont. And we finally find him just kind of standing in the back of the room. And we introduce ourselves. I heard there was a Grey Warden here. I am Doolin Ferrender. Second to Lord Harrimont. King Endrin's own choice as successor. Word is spreading that the surface may suffer a blight. It is shameful we are not in a better position to help. I would speak with Lord Harrowmont. Please. 
Um, that's in ordinary say. time, Lord Haramont would be honored to meet you. Unfortunately, we've already caught more than one of Balin's spies approaching Haramont under a pretense of friendship. So I'm well, afraid I, I won't be able to take your word. <laughs> if you want to speak to Haramont, you will need to prove he can trust you. I know. They don't have the friend show in this world. They don't know. How do you know? They don't know the joys of friendship yet. How do you know? Yeah, maybe it was like a traveling stage production. Oh, how can you trust me? How can I prove I'm not working for Belen? That's a generous offer. If you mean it, you might attend the proving today. The Deshers take it very seriously. And unfortunately, Balin found some way to blackmail or intimidate House Haramont's best fighters into stepping down. I haven't even talked to Balin. I don't know if I want to side with you yet. <laughs> so I'm not just going to be like, yeah, I'll enter the proving against Balin. Like, no. Um, do you want me to find out why your fighters dropped out? That would be enlightening. So we talked Doolin a bit. And we're trying to at least get some information on these two, you know, like leaders, differing political political parties, yeah. political adversaries. Uh-huh. And we get absolutely nothing. Yeah, because basically as soon as we talk to him, he's like, if you want to work with Haramont, you could prove that you could be loyal by serving for him in the proving. And we find out the proving is a battle between representatives of each side and whoever just wins, I guess is a better ruler somehow. I mean, you know what it reminds me of? Um, a Black Panther. Oh, uh, why? Are there, like, kind of gladiator-type matches? Um, so, like, when, uh, to battle for the throne. Yeah. Even though he is, like, a direct descendant, and he's in line for the throne next. Uh-huh. Uh, people could challenge him to get the throne away from him. So, it's it's kind of- It's kind of like that, except you're not, like- fighting Balin directly or anything. No, no, no. And even then, like, he's telling us how we can prove that we want to support Haramont, but we don't even know anything about him. Yeah. That's why we want to talk to him, because yeah. we want to know who we're supposed to support. And they just go straight to the part where we're trying to prove our support. Like, I want a commercial. I want a, a, a <laughs> commercial. It's a pamphlet. Yeah, just give us a pamphlet. Like, I just want, like, on the TV, he's like, turn to the television screen. Yeah, he doesn't even, like, <laughs> summarize. He's just like, this is what you have to do if you want our support. And apparently Balin is intimidating Haramont's fighter, so he has no one to fight for him in the proving, which is bad, yeah. But that doesn't, that still doesn't tell us anything about these yeah. people. So we just leave this conversation just as confused. Yeah. But with more stuff to do. Okay, so I didn't really learn much about him. <laughs> um, um, can we ask another person? Hello, Noble. We are honored by your trust. You're not even looking at me. How honored can you be? Like, I don't even want to look at you. What's over here? It's me, Lord Haramont. House Haramont is honored. Get out of my bedroom. I'm fucking this girl. Oh, God. <laughs> That'd be really uncomfortable. These are the personal apartments of High General Lord Haramont. No visitors are allowed at this time. I do that for you. Okay. We're not gonna lockpick in this bedroom. Yo, you should've. <laughs> um, so we know that Balin's the son. But even though normally he would take the place of the ruler, Haramont was the one that the king chose to be. Even though Haramont's not technically related. So we know those things. We know Haramont wants me to fight for him. Oh, hello. My name's Lady Dis. This has dragged on too long. It's an insult to King Endrin's memory. You can't just start a conversation with someone saying this has dragged on, like... Like, I need what some are you context. About? For all I know, you're talking about, like, your dinner plans. 
<laughs> this is going on <laughs> too, long. too long. Where's the waiter? Support Lord Harrowmont. Okay, she likes Lord Harrowmont. Where are all the Balin supporters? Where are all the, where I guess it's the one that died because I'm not seeing any of them alive. So as we cruise around Orzammar, we tend to notice that Balin doesn't have that many supporters. Yeah, at least of the people we seem to be like surveying because we're kind of walking around just seeing what the people who have to say when you idly walk by. There's that one woman who's like, this is taking too long. <laughs> this is taking too long. I'm just done. That's just how she starts the conversation yeah. as if we know what she's talking about because everyone's just talking about politics. <laughs> and um, yeah, it just seems like a, there's a whole crowd of just Haramont uh, supporters. Yeah. So we want to know more about these people. It's one thing. I mean, it's helpful to see that a lot of people support Haramont, but it still doesn't tell us like who would be better for Orzammar. I mean, like they could, everyone could just be terrible here and, and just have <laughs> none of them are good none of them are good they probably have terrible ideas uh-huh so and they all just support Haramont because he's a terrible person yes that could be the case um i wish we kind of like came in instead of coming into a stabbing we should have came into a debate and then we could <laughs> <laughs> where they were actually like giving very astute points yes on either side yeah be like hmm i support that side and it's just an educated discussion yeah at the end they're like you know what? I'd rather see your hand in mine and a firm handshake. Oh my god. It's like, right here, sir. And then they go their separate ways, smiling, like, I like that guy. And you know, I'd, I'd be like, wow, Ferelden's not a piece of shit as I thought. Well, this isn't Ferelden. Well, it's part of Ferelden, isn't it? I mean, it's in Ferelden. It's in like, Ferelden. Like, physically. Like, it is its own separate kingdom. Yeah, it's... In Ferelden. Yeah, they Ferelden's don't... the continent, not the kingdom. No, it's not a continent. Oh, it's not a continent. Ferelden's a country... Orzammar, like the dwarves are their own like ruling faction or whatever you want to call oh, it. I always kind of thought of it as like a state. <laughs> no, I don't think they care about they, who's they king. Don't, they don't care about Lo, like Loghain or the, the no. Previous I mean, other kings. they don't even care that the Darkspawn are coming. That's true. They're like, our election's more important. It's like okay. maybe if you deal with that, then we'll help you. It's like, shut up. We have bigger yeah. problems. <laughs> God um, damn it. <laughs> So we just continue walking around trying to survey the area. The Legion of the Dead Warriors secretly wear Prince Balin's colors. Our prince has Orzammar's deadliest warriors behind him. Oh god. This is... is that good or bad? What? I don't know. He I has just, deadly warriors, but I is that good? I just feel we came to this place at the wrong time. There's just so much political unrest. There really is. Why are we here? <laughs> I mean, I know why we're here, but like, sometimes they're like, you know, we really can't help you. And like, you know, I can kill some werewolves, but I can't like fix your political squabbles. I'm not even from here. This is like, this is like Russia interfering with the 2016 election. This is like, like we're Russia, they're America, and we're just going to come in here and support someone. And I guess that's going to like, resolve this and it's all just for like our own motivation to get their help during the blight it's like i don't really care about your political troubles but i'm gonna solve them just so you can fucking help me i feel like this isn't our place i mean i'll do it if that gets me you know done with the mission so we decide to walk into the palace and i just have an observation here sure the lava of yeah. this place it, it looks to me like uh just goops of melted cheese like nacho pretzel cheese that you get at a movie theater yeah for but some reason there's yellow lava just like pouring kind of artistically do you think it's gold maybe maybe it's not lava but 
I don't think it's gold because it's just like rushing through the common area and whatnot. That would be a crazy display of wealth yes. if they were doing that. And I'd be like, oh, ha, ha, look at our money. We're just so rich. Yeah, and it seems like the poor would be much richer if that was the case. I mean, no, they wouldn't be able to touch it because it's so hot. The gold? Yeah. Why? Because it's liquid? It's liquid. <laughs> I guess. That's why that's it's like why molten it's gold. It's like you want it, but you can't touch. Or maybe it is cheese. <laughs> and darkspawn are just lactose intolerant and that's that's, and that's how you keep them away out. <laughs> oh my god darkspawn <laughs> can't enter orzammar so long as we have our cheese yeah and the climax is like the cheese gets plugged up in the darkspawn russian oh my god the cheese is out get it hurry dip all your weapons in cheese we must fight the darkspawn <laughs> Either way, uh, we walk into the palace so we could go talk to, you know, someone who represents Balin. So that's the royal palace, which I assume is where Balin lives because he's the prince. And I guess we could just walk in. <laughs> like, you can always just walk into the White House. Can you? No. Okay, yeah. Okay. Do they even do tours anymore? I have to find out. I'm sure they do tours. Hello. I mean, it's... Whoa! Ah! Oh! We must not exhaust our supplies. Oh! Whoa! Okay. Oh wait, oh these are thieves. Oh, I feel better now. Oh, I was like, well, I know which one's the worst party. Oh, I'm like, they just attacked us. You will not thieve here. We're walking in a hallway of the palace, just kind of looking around, scoping the place, and then rocks just like burst out of nowhere and these thieves pop up. And it's actually kind of good that they're thieves because we thought that it was the people who were already in the palace. Yeah, so I was like literally about to make my decision right there. Like, oh, fuck these people. I'm yeah. going with Haribon because look at, <laughs> like, look at them. They're attacking us immediately. Just for walking in. Thankfully, uh, maybe not thankfully, but they're thieves. Yeah. So we attack back. And once it's all done, finally, a guard runs up that's actually supposed to be protecting this place. Good on you, Warden. You caught them in the act. I guess desperate times drive people to strange things. Wow, I guess desperate times just drives people to do strange things. How about like uh, these people are dead on the floor, and you're just like, wow, that was a strange thing. Like, <laughs> that was just strange. Like, we just had to kill like five people because you don't know how to guard your palace. That's how zany. This very ineffectual guard just <laughs> runs up. <laughs> He's like. Wow, in desperate times, they could drive people to do strange things. It's like, wow, thieving, so strange. Like, try to rob from the palace and then get murdered by a stranger who happened to walk in. <laughs> and you don't know anyone in this situation. You just walk in saying, wow, this was strange. This is just a silly time, Like, should you be on high alert? Imagine if you were in the White House and, a like, a member of the CIA, just, like, or Secret Service or something, just walks into a hallway after hearing a bang, to see a bunch of dead thieves on the ground and some random citizen of another country <laughs> with a sword in his back having just killed them. So strange. <laughs> so silly. This is such a silly day. So silly. <laughs> you don't see this every day, huh? Well, thanks for killing them. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> um, I mean, people are getting killed in the streets and no one cares. So I guess... This Ozum place is just very lackadaisical. That I mean, like, Ozumar is already, like, a weird freaking place. Like, everything's upside down. Yeah, you know what's weird? When people die, they're like, these are the ancestors, and they're worshipped upon. But they're so, like, they so don't care about life. They don't value <laughs> they don't. the sanctity of life. When people die, it's no big deal. And yet, dead people 
are their like holiest figures. Maybe they want people to be dead. Maybe because they'd be like, we need more statues. That way more people can be watching over us. Yeah. (laughs) We're in such disarray. We need people to die. It's like, stab. Thank you. We're praying for this election (laughs) to be over. I'm going to kill my closest friend so that he can watch over me through these troubling times. (laughs) (laughs) I need a guardian angel. (laughs) Just shank someone. Well, thanks, Bill. <laughs> I know you're up there, Tim. <laughs> and Tim's just like this fucking guy murdered me. Oh my god. <laughs> um that's basically how dwarven religion works. <laughs> yeah. And also, um the security of this palace is not a hundred percent good. No, because we just saw thieves just burst in. And now here we are in these like back hallways of the palace. And we open these doors, and they end up leading to the throne room, just like a side door into the throne room. Attacking us. Hello. Well, it's saving content. It's the throne room? The throne room. Why can't I just walk up to the throne room? Like, this is really unsafe. Like, my god. Like, open that door. What the fuck? Hey, guys. Like, did you know I was here? Are you fucking doing your job? (laughs) They're just like, oh, oh, oh. Greetings. Where the hell? Oh my god. Where is the guy I'm supposed to talk to? After all this venturing into very well secured areas <laughs> of the palace, such as the throne room, yeah, we like, literally walk out of the throne room through the door that they're guarding and just open the doors like, hey, hey we're guys, behind you. Who the? What kind of fucking job are you two doing here? <laughs> we should be hired as, you know how they hire like hackers to try to hack into systems to create better security. <laughs> We're like that, but a physical version of it. Yeah. They're just like, all right, today we're doing a test to see if people could break in. And then we just walk in the door from behind them like, hey. Hey, how you doing? I made it in. Oh, my God. Um, But after this, we head over to the Chamber of Assembly. Yes. Where the Assembly gathers. (laughs) Oh, yes. Uh, This is kind of, think of it like Congress or like the Senate. Um, You know. It's basically a group. it's, It's like, um. Well, since this is a monarchy, uh, I would guess this is more like Parliament, like UK's Parliament. I guess. I don't know really how Parliament works. It's like Congress, I'm guessing. (laughs) It's basically like a group of people from the noble houses, Mm -hmm. and they all represent sort of the houses of Orsmar because ancestry is very important to them. Yeah. I mean, granted, also the UK, like the Queen has no power in the UK. I, I can't speak to that. I don't think so. I think she's just a figurehead. Oh, I mean, aren't we all? <laughs> so we make it to the Chamber of Assembly, and it turns out this is where we need to be, not the palace. <laughs> so, sorry for rummaging through your home, Balin. Hi, Vartag. We found you. Warden, it is always a blessing for Orzammar to host your order. I am Vartag Devorn, top advisor to our good Prince Balin. What news do you bring? Um, I need aid against the blight. <laughs> Dullin Ferrender has asked me to fight in the proving today. <laughs> Just tattle. Um, I need aid against the blight. Yes, the treaty. I've seen it in the Shaper's libraries. Can I talk to Belen? Balin? You must understand. Aramont hides behind his good reputation while sending spies and assassins. Balin can't know who to trust. No, trust anyone. It's been like a knife in the heart for Balin. To see so many of his father's men stand with the usurper. I thought King Endrin himself supported Haramont. That hurts worst of all. That Haramont, 
would take advantage of the dying king's delirium to plant such poisonous suspicions against his own son. After that, you understand why Balin cannot trust the word of a stranger. I promise I am no spy. Would you be willing to prove that? Paramount has engaged in a campaign of bribery and coercion to ensure that every house serves him. But if a neutral party, a stranger, were to approach certain key members, perhaps with irrefutable evidence of Haramon's deception. Seems like both sides have deception. Irrefutable evidence, which I suppose you have. I'm certain my Lord Prince would show his gratitude. You answer Wynn's question. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Wynn was like, evidence, what kind of which you have, and he's like, I'm certain my Lord Prince would show his gratitude. That's not, that doesn't address. Diverting from the question. And now I'm going to ask what kind of evidence, and then he's going to answer. Any, anyone in my team is as good as me to be asking you questions. Aramont promised the same portion of his estate to two mm -hmm. different deshers. Lady Dace and Lord Henry. Aramont can't possibly grant it to both of them, but they won't find out until after the vote is cast. I have copies of the promissory notes Haramont gave each of them. Once they see those, they should both reconsider their votes. Where'd you get these notes? That's not important. Oh, it is! I don't trust any of them. Um, isn't there someone you could report him to? Normally, the Shapers would handle this sort of accusation. They are the scholars who manage our laws, histories, and genealogies. They are the final arbiters of all disputes in Orzammar. Unfortunately, the Shaper of Memories is the most important among them. And his grandfather was Lord Haramont's aunt's first cousin. Obviously, we cannot expect him to offer an unbiased opinion. And there's no way to, like, check for that? Like, you don't have more... Proof or like, like we have hundreds of judges in America. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like even the Supreme Court was like this. There's still like nine of them. He'd hold a distant relative over his duty. I guess I can't expect you surfacers to understand the importance of family in Ozamon. The Shaper is biased, and if you want Prince Balin's help, you'll have to show where your loyalties lie. Will you do it? I'll have to think about it. Don't expect this offer to last. If my prince hears you swore allegiance to his enemy, he won't be so friendly next Okay, time. come on, come on. I will be here if you change your mind. He went from like, oh my god. He went from like being nice to being a dick. I know, I, I actually liked him. And then he was like, if you, <laughs> Lord Aramont hears you with the enemy, he's not going to be nice to you next time. But I'll speak with you later. But, but yeah, if you change your mind, you know, come back. If you change your mind, I'll be right here. Bye. Bye. Will fucking kill you. A lot happens in this conversation. Vartag is Balin's advisor or spokesperson or whatever you want to call him. And a rude motherfucker. And he's rude. At first he starts friendly, and by the end of it, he's like, make up your mind quickly, because if you don't, we're not gonna be friendly to you. <laughs> Meanwhile, Haramont's guy is like, Oh, you know, we hope you can help us or whatever. I don't know. He wasn't that happy, he but reminds relatively. Me of, he reminds me of like a mafia member. Yeah. And he's like, I'll take care of you, don't worry. Yeah. But if you come against me, <laughs> I'll kill you, I'll kill your family. That's what it feels like. <laughs> and he's also rude to Wynn. Very rude. I really don't appreciate because, okay, he basically says that the people who support Haramont are being, like, coerced into doing it, and they don't mean it. Even King Andrim himself, who died, that was the previous king, the only reason he said he wants Haramont to be a successor is because Haramont tricked him in his, like, deathbed to say these things he doesn't mean but 
he says he has proof that Haramont is deceiving his supporters. And he says he has proofs through notes. And when Wynne says, notes, I suppose you have, he totally pretends like she didn't even say that. And when we ask basically the same question, then he finally answers it. Very, very rude. Like, answer Wynne's question. She's full of wisdom. Yes. She is an elder. You respect her. Yeah. You son of a bitch. Anyone <laughs> in our party should be respected as if it is ourselves saying it. Just because we're the, quote, Grey Warden who's coming in to save the day doesn't mean you can't respect our companions. Exactly. They're and just I, as competent like as to, we are. And like, to be honest, it's kind of a terrible first impression. Like, you're trying to sell me on Balin. Yeah. You're giving me a bad taste in your mouth. In my mouth. Not in your mouth. In my <laughs> mouth. <laughs> and Wynn is one of our most trusted companions, too. So for him to do that to... If it was, like, Morgan who sassed him, that would be fine. But yeah. Wynn is genuinely trying to help. Yeah. This peeves my pet. Because... <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, ang- I'm legitimately angry about this, Manny. I know. I know. This This is politics, Brandon. This is what politics does. <laughs> you can't just ignore these very competent, diplomatic companions of ours to only speak to us. Stevan is not like that. Stevan is a person who wants to give voice to the people. And that starts with the people right next to him. If you won't give voice to them, how can we trust him to give voice to the masses of Morzammar? We need, like, an audience, like, applause. Just like, yeah! Yeah! Like, clap, 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 clap! Because <laughs> that sounded like a beautiful speech. Like, that was that would have started with a slow I know, clap. and then Maury will, <laughs> will interject again, because I guess that's the show we're on. <laughs> or Ellen. We're on Ellen. So, we just have a bad taste in our mouths. And then he says that he has these notes, and to give them to these people... To show Haramont isn't as benevolent as he says he is, but he still won't say where he got them from. And for all you know, he could have written them. He could have just made them up himself. Like, I I sense there's a lot of corruption in this game. <sighs> so much. So much corruption. I've seen corruption in Denerim. I've seen corruption in with the elves. Yeah. And there's definitely a lot of corruption here in Orzmar. Oh, there's yeah. a shit ton. So I, as it is, there's rumors that Balin killed his brothers. Exactly. So why should I not suspect something? Yeah. Like, if you're saying, like, oh, I have notes. Like, where'd you get your notes? And you're not going to answer me fully. Yeah. That, like, something's aloof. Something weird is going on. And I don't like that. Like, you give me give me prime example of why I should not be with Haramont. Don't give me, like, these blanket statements. Give me factual proof, some evidence yeah. that he's a terrible person. But I'm not <laughs> getting that shit. I'm just getting stupid. We can't even see the empty, notes. Like, the no- I can't even see the notes. And this is life or death. They want us to go around fighting in their name, like in The Proving. Haramont wants us to go fight for him in The Proving. For all we know, the next thing Balin's going to ask is the same thing. And we're doing it based on these assumptions that they're good people without actually, like, proving to us that we should be supporting them. I almost... And they're not even willing to show us the evidence when asked. So how are we supposed to give our lives to this cause? I almost want to go, like, behind both their backs and, like, just go to, like, the armies or, like, pick people slowly and be like yo so like your like kingdom is about to go down but you could come with me and fight the blight just come live in ferelden and i'll be out you could live in redcliffe and be happy oh my god yeah like come above land yeah come to redcliffe we know that it's safe there because we eradicated all the bad stuff Mm -hmm. our eamon's a nice man you can make a new home there they could use the help exactly they could use the workers to help rebuild from 
attacks. I wish that was an option. That would be an amazing option if we just don't support anyone and just go around <laughs> to people in the army and just be like, you, you'll find a better life above ground. It'd be like the movie Ants. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly like ants. Oh, I don't like that because dwarves are short. And that makes me feel like I'm being derogatory. No, no. He's talking about the plot of ants. Not that they're as small as ants. No. Oh, I wish we could have done that. That's such a good idea. But no. And now we're in the Hall of Assembly or the Chamber of Assembly. So after talking to Vartag, we just go ahead and peek into the actual Chamber of Assembly where there is a meeting going on, a very passionate meeting. About this very election. <laughs> you could say that again. The assembly is in session. And the assembly is in session. Oh, maybe we'll learn something in the assembly. Every time I hear, like, an assembly, I think of school. Like a school assembly. And it's like, they're watching Super Size Me to teach the kids about fast food. I remember watching Super Size Me. Did they make you, well, like, in school, in middle school? Uh, one of them. One of them. Because, did they make you, like, take a quiz? Like, what should we get rid of in lunch? I don't remember this. They gave us, right after we watched Super Size Me, mm -hmm. it was like, which, which, what should we get rid of uh, in school lunch? I was like, oh, less fries. And I got even more fries. <laughs> <laughs> Suckers. All right, let's go to the assembly. Let's go to the assembly. Uh, see, I'm going to walk slowly because uh, I am oh, respectful. Your mind has gone to dust if you think we would pass such a writ. Half our houses would go broke without the surface trade. The proposal is only effective until we have a king to ensure we are respected by the surfacers. Leaving you conveniently positioned to take over all contracts. I'll see your head on a pike for- Whoa. God damn! Max almost said that in my Congress. I'll see your head in a pike first! Okay, oh, Senator Chuck Schumer. Okay, Kathy Griffin. <laughs> sympathizers are tying our hands with trivialities. They may as well open us to the sky. I suggest we put the matter to a vote. And I suggest you have a taste of my family's Do they have stabs? Enough. The assembly they is in recess until so. the members can regain control of their emotions. Thank you. All right, I trust this guy. Like, everyone shut up. So, everyone just had a lovely time here. Everyone was so civil to each other. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, this is a terrible fucking place. Yeah. Everyone is, like, threatening each other. Yeah, they're not even having heated discourse. It's, like, threats. It's like, I will fucking kill you yeah. if you don't listen to me. My, my favorite was the one woman who was like, I think we should put it to a vote. And that man is like, I'd rather see your head on a fucking spike or whatever the hell <laughs> Oh, no, he's said. like, I, I, like, the guy, I think he said, uh... I'd rather shove my family's mace into your face <laughs> yes, or something like that. it is specifically his family's mace because yeah. he wants credit exactly. for this murder. It was so just too much. Yeah, and just one guy in the center be like, all right, all right, everybody. Let's take 10. <laughs> Who put these people in power? Do you think... It's just whoever's family is noble enough or whatever. Do you think Orzammar was always this cutthroat? Do you think, like, maybe this is... The reason why everyone's acting like this is more of a recent thing, or do you think like this because is, of because of the, the princes dying? Yeah, right after the king died. Yeah, do you think that politics has always been this heated, or it's just been bubbling up, bubbling bu and bubbling up? I mean, it could be due to this kind of power vacuum, and like no one really knowing what to do, and what direction their society should go. They are kind of at a crossroads, so I could see it being a very 
difficult time for peace. But even the people in the assembly are just outwardly threatening each other, which obviously you're not going to lead anywhere positive through I that. Mean, my God, this is like, guys, we have to heal the divide. <laughs> we, we do. We, we have to heal this divide. Everyone's at each other's throats, except that one lady who was possibly, that's why we need more women in the assembly. <laughs> She's the only sane one. Yeah, she was just at like, least she wants the most democratic outcome. Yeah, she's like, just put it to a to a vote. He's like, I'll fucking kill you. He's <laughs> like, damn, these poor people. So after this awful display of democracy, we leave the assembly and we get a chance to talk to what do they call him? The assembler. I, I guess he'll be like <laughs> assembly master. Wasn't like the assembly steward or something? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, and uh, we get to learn a little bit more about what the heck is going on here. Welcome to Orzammar, Warden. I hope you can forgive our unrest. The loss of our king has hit us hard. You don't say. for your role is great. But you won't receive until we have a crazy. Killing each other. Um, a black is coming. It's just like, don't even adjust what he's saying. It's like, shut the fuck up. coming. Shut the fuck up. A blight is coming. Don't you fucking guys understand? Stop this useless fighting. The world's gonna end. Stop it. <laughs> um, so I'm gonna click a blight is coming, but just know that Stefan's actually saying that. Troubling. But it will still seem distant compared to the empty throne. What do you mean? Distant. It's warriors. distant compared to an empty throne. How am I supposed to worry about the darkspawn? What are they even killing off at this point? The assembly is blind to all else. Does the city not care the world is about to end? Nope. This is their world, and it ended when Endrin died. Was it North Korea? Yes. This is their world. The king died, and therefore there's nothing to live for. God damn, this is North Korea. All they're missing is, like, the propaganda. And, like, a, like a really, really wonderful woman as a newscaster. Oh? Have you ever seen, like, North Korean news? No. That lady, I think, has been there since the 80s. There's, like, one anchor woman. Okay. And she's, like, intense. Like, she's, like, basically, I'm like, wow, you are really into the news right now. <laughs> I mean, when you're the only newscaster, you gotta sell it. Exactly. Okay, anyway. Is there any way I can break this stalemate? I must admit, Warden, I am at a loss myself. It lies with Prince Balin or Lord Harrowmont, and they are slow to trust anyone uncertain times. Okay, I feel like we're not getting anywhere. We're not. Well, there's Vartag. Yeah, that's Balin's guy. He really, he literally heard all that. We don't really get much out of this conversation. We learn a little bit about Orzammar in general, but when we say, okay, we need help for the Blight, he's just like, we'll pick one. <laughs> yeah, like everything else, it's just we're not really in a place to help in the Blight, and we're like, well, what can we do? And he says, well, once the election's over, then we'll be in a place to help the Blight. And I wouldn't blame Balin or Haramont to trust no one. So the only way to get their trust is to fight in the proving, I guess, and put your life on the line. It's all for help in the Blight. It's ridiculous. Yeah. I, I mean, why is it my job to fix your crappy government? <laughs> it's not necessarily our job, but the quicker... It gets done the quicker we get their help. So that's supposed to be our motivation to help them. 
you know what? Honestly, maybe we should just let the assembly kill each other. <laughs> and then it'd be like, it's a coup. I'm in control now. <laughs> I'm the assembly. Yeah. And both Balin and Haramont's guys are vying for our attention. They both want us to be loyal to them. And it's all just a power play. They don't care about us. No. They don't care about the blight. It's just something they're going to promise in order for themselves to get into power. Exactly. And so... How are we supposed to choose between either of them? I, you know what? I, I have a feeling, like, at the time, what? that if we chose a- either of them, like, they're going to turn back and be, like, a villain and be like, it's like, okay, we did it. We get, we got, uh, gave you the throne. We'd be like, put him in the dungeon. would <laughs> <laughs> be like, what do you promise? It's like, mm, I'm the king, though. <laughs> and then just be, like, all evil. Because there's no way to know anything about these people's character yeah. before choosing who we want to follow. Yeah. And so we've spoken to Haramont's advisor. We've spoken to Balin's advisor. We've even spoken to the head of the assembly. And that's like all the information that we're supposed to need to make a decision. But we really have nothing. I don't know. We have to support someone, right? I mean, who looks like the better option at this moment? I don't know. I mean, Balin sounds more like far-fetched. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because like the king said that he supported Haramont, but he's suggesting that Haramont just used his, like, delirious state to, like, get that out of him and then started spreading it like it was a big deal and what he was. You, you know, know what I mean? I want to support Haramont, and I'll give you a reason why. Okay. I don't think positions of power should be passed down to bloodlines. It should be passed down to whoever's good for the job. And you feel like... The king gave his endorsement for Haramon. Yes. As opposed to just simple bloodline. Yeah. However, Balin seems like he has a larger amount of people behind him. Does he? Or, I feel like everyone we talked to is Haramon. Really? Is, well, isn't Balin already like a royal and stuff? Yes. Does he have the army in his control? Um, the people said that he has the strongest fighters, but they also said that Balin like murdered someone. Or, like, ordered someone to die or something. I feel like things are stacking up against Balin. This guy's for Balin, I just feel like no matter what we choose, people are going to be like, I never choose that. You know what I mean? I never choose Balin. I never choose her. This is, you know what? This is how elections go, bro. And you're going to have to make a tough choice. Someone's going to hate you. Not everyone's going to like us. Maybe in the end, there's going to be, like, the third option where everyone's happy. You know, how, like, we, we broke the curse. We saved Connor without killing anyone. This doesn't seem like this one of those. This doesn't seem like one of those. <laughs> no, we're going to have to make a really awful choice, and it's going to be so hard. For one side. But then for the other side, they win. So, Haramont? Uh, so, let's see. We already talked to both of them. So, we started the quests for both of their first tasks. For Haramont's, it's that you have to fight in the Proving. And for Balin, it's to show Lord Helmy and Lady Dace the promissory notes as evidence of Haramont's cheating ways. That's another thing. He says he has evidence, but, like, he didn't even tell us where they came from. I don't know what's in the notes. I'm gonna go for Haramont. I know. Because, one, the, the guy was very shady. The other guy... This guy was, was shady. I feel like the other guy was less shady-sounding. Was... This guy, I feel like he tries to make Haramont sound shady, but I feel like he sounds shadier than Haramont's guy actually does. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, in order to think Haramont's guy was shady, you would have had to talk to this guy. Whereas this guy just does it on his own. <laughs> you know what I mean? 
I feel like we're really leaning Haramonts, and I feel bad because we don't actually know anything about how they would rule differently than each other. Exactly. I want to Like, for all we know, Haramonts, like, we're gonna kill all the women, you know? Exactly. <laughs> like, we don't know. Kind of kill all the women. Like, we don't actually know. And then, like, all of a sudden, like, the girl that we're supposed to help, she gets killed, and it's like, oh, no! Yeah, they're gonna be like, alright, mandatory marriages at age 13, and we're gonna be like, what? And I was like, oh, you support Haramont. Let's just go to Haramont. With the information we have, I feel like that's what we gotta do. Is there, like, any other person that we could talk to about that? Maybe we could do another, like, round, like, trip around the Diamond Quarter. Yeah. Because we didn't do the whole thing yet. We decide to make another round around the Diamond Quarter just to see if we can get the slightest morsel of information to help us decide. And as soon as we walk outside... (laughs) We see a familiar face. We do. We see someone standing there waiting for us. I know we'll go down here and they'll be like, Come on, kill my son! Jesus Christ. I don't know, I'm just trying to think of something that would really- Oh! Oh my god, he followed us here! Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> no, 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 this motherfucker's no, following no, us! He followed us here! <laughs> How am I supposed to trust you? Doolin, who is Haramont's advisor, and a creepy fuck, he just followed us to the assembly, and he's standing outside. Imagine a horror movie where you turn around, and there's, like, a little girl standing still. Like, you don't see them walking up. You don't see them doing it. They're just, like, they're standing, staring at you. <laughs> That's what he's doing. <laughs> right outside the assembly. And it's not like, we're, like, freaking out, but we haven't started talking to him yet. It would have been, like, <laughs> probably wouldn't be as jarring if, like, this led to a cutscene already. Where he, like, walks up to where you. Where he walks up to you. Mm-hmm. But, like, like if he'd be like, hey! Hey, Grey Warden! Like, it wouldn't be as creepy. He's like, oh, he's walking around. Yeah. But the fact that he appears mm-hmm. and is just staring at you. Yeah, like, you have to walk out, turn the camera, whatever, until you notice that he's just standing there facing you, staring at you. And it's terrifying. It's, it's absolutely terrifying. And this is after we were on Haramont's side for a second. And now, I don't know what to think. It's like, these guys are just way too aggressive like yeah dude is too aggressive and trying to like he follows you and all this shit <laughs> i mean he hasn't threatened us but i no. feel slightly threatened <laughs> just by his actions just by his actions and vartag is outwardly threatening like us. he literally said i will fucking kill you if you do not support <laughs> like i will feed you to the yeah. fishes i will put you in the molted cheese honestly at this point i'm just gonna vote for whoever says pokemon go to the polls <laughs> basically <laughs> just like i did last time <laughs> <laughs> that's the only factor at this point at this point i mean it's a legitimate reason <laughs> to vote for someone honestly if at least i would like them because i have no reason to like them at this point in time yeah I haven't even seen what they look like yet. I don't know anything about them. For all I know, one of them could be a woman. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> That's not a slight. <sighs> I feel like sometimes I make jokes that are supposed to be sarcastic and they come off as if I actually believe that thing. Yeah. Um, it'd be fine if one of them... In fact, it'd probably be better because the women seem to be the only ones that are rational. I mean, No, yeah, especially like... I feel like every woman we've talked to in Orzammar is a, is very smart. Like, smarter yeah, than like the men. Like Dagna. Dagna. Zerlinda, Zerlinda was just, like, trying to do what's best for her family. Exactly. Even if it meant her own dismay or whatever. Uh, the mom of uh, the one who's missing in the deep road. Oh, yeah, she's praying. She's praying. Yeah, they're, like, calmly trying to resolve their situations. Mm-hmm. And the men all just result to violence. Yeah. What is up with the way they're raising Orzammar children? 
I mean, like, I, I, I bet you all the Orzammar women are nice. <laughs> I'm sure they are. <laughs> oh my god! What do I? Do? I don't want to talk to him. I'm like scared. Here, have have, have a chip. Open wide. Do you see how things lie, Warden? Lord Haramont cannot trust you unproven, but he welcomes a good faith gesture. Well, there's no option that says, why did you follow me here? <laughs> He's like, do you see how things lie? Like, oh, I haven't decided if I want to help you. Do not tarry. Proving starts this afternoon. Oh my god. Like, I knew the proving starts in the afternoon, but like, let's be real. If I left and went to the circle and came back, you'd still be here. <laughs> um, oh, ooh. We'll talk to the Shaper. We realize there is still a place that we haven't gone to get more information, and that's the Shaper, who was described to us as the sort of keeper of knowledge and the person who's essentially the judicial branch, because he's the person who decides, like, whether there's wrongdoing going on and whatnot. And it's weird, because he's, like, in the library. <laughs> yeah, he's clearly like, this is the smart man room. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like a library with noble studying and he's just standing in the I, center. I feel like he deserves one of those like graduation cap thingies and yeah. stands everywhere like, I know everything. <laughs> <laughs> and I also want to know what he knows because Vartag, Balin's guy, was like, we can't trust him to be unbiased. He's Lord Harrimont's aunt's first cousin. <laughs> and which is, wait, which is, first off, a weird fucking connection right it's so distant <laughs> there must be some reason we're not supposed to talk to him yeah right like there's something he has that's either damning to balin or maybe they're just so delusional that the shaper said something that went against balin's wishes and so they're like ah oh, he's he's biased we can't trust him yeah so we should really go to the shaper library i guess and find out more information from the people here they said that the shaper's biased towards Haramont, so so maybe we shouldn't be like too. We'll try to look at the facts. You know what I mean? Um, let's talk to the shaper. This Orta. My name is Orta. Orta. Orta, how are you? Oh, pardon me. Oh, pardon me. Were you looking for a particular one? I don't know the libraries very well. I'm just doing some research. What? Not that I could help. I'm trying to have. Oh, it. not that I can help. Uh, like, I'm said. trying to like channel my mother in this because Orta sounds so Spanish. <laughs> it does. Orta. My name is Orta. Don't know libraries very well. I'm just doing some research. <laughs> she knows how much I make fun of her accent. She makes fun of my accent. She makes fun of when I speak Spanish. Oh, really? Yeah, because I say some things that are like make no sense. <laughs> um, what'd she say? <laughs> I'm just trying to do some research. What kind of research? I was looking for something about the Orton Taig. What? It was lost during the last blight, and there aren't many records. Your name is Orta, and you're studying the Orton Taig? The Orton Taig? Who composed the grand epic of the Seven Brothers and the Ortonic Symphony. My mother's family believes they were descended from Kalana Orton, who was training in Orzammar when the Taig fell. They have the same hair. I'm even named for the house, Orta. Oh, she's named for the house, Orta. any records would be buried in the Taig's ruins. Somewhere like, in the one of my complaints of like this game are like the faces. Really? Why? Well, some of the faces are just ugly. Oh yeah, they're ugly, but they're distinct from each other. Which they are very like. distinct from each other. Like Alistair doesn't look at like Stevan or like Zebra. Yeah. They all have. Although Alistair's not ugly. 
Alistair's a beautiful soul. Yeah. Like, if he were a person, I'd fuck Alistair. You don't say. I, I will say. Um, I'm a Grey Warden. I'm not afraid of the deep roads. A Grey Warden? This woman, Orta, is <laughs> a dwarven woman studying in the Shaper's Library. With and fantastic name. Fantastic <laughs> I love her name. name. She sounds like Titi Orta. Titi <laughs> I'm going to name my daughter Orta. <laughs> Orta. Just so, like, when she becomes older and, like, my sons have their own kids, they could call yeah. it Titi Orta. <laughs> so that you know, Orta, not Orta, Titi means, like, aunt in Spanish, because Tia is aunt, so Titi is, like, it's like a, an it's affectionate like a, way. To yeah, say the aunt. affectionate way, yeah. So it's Titi Orta. Titi Orta. And uh, she wants us to go to the Ortin Taig to uh, just get some sort of document or proof that it exists so that she can restore her family back to its former glory. Former glory. Like, yeah. that's what it sounds like. Yeah. They named you after the tag, so I guess it's important to them. But, you know, if we end up there, we'll do it. Yeah. And we make our way to speak to the Shaper and find out more about dwarven history, but most importantly, what Balin and Hermont are all about. What's the difference between an ancestor and a paragon? That sounds like a fucking joke. <laughs> it sounds like, what's the difference between an ancestor and a paragon? All dwarves who die return to the stone as ancestors to guide their families forever. <laughs> but only one every two generations rises That's to embarrassing. Paragon. A paragon <laughs> whose accomplishments change Orzammar oh so much that the assembly recognizes they've been born blessed. Well, he didn't take the joke no. quite well. <laughs> no, um, it's kind of embarrassing for him. <laughs> they, I guess they don't have jokes down here in Orzammar. No, nothing's funny. Just I'm... politics. No, what's funny is thieves coming in. <laughs> <laughs> Breaking into the palace. Now that's funny. Now that's, now that's silly. That's just, you don't see that every day. That's like, I just so imagine the guard watching them as they're getting slaughtered. Like, ha 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 ha. That's fun. <laughs> this is crazy. <laughs> Did you kill them? Oh my God. It's like recording You're it. So like, random. world star. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's what's funny. But, <laughs> so, we ask about the difference between an ancestor and a paragon. And it turns out paragons are considered living ancestors. They're just that great that they've been blessed to be so incredible, even though they're living. They're basically ancestors. They're basically walking holy beings. Yeah. And which I feel to me sounds very arrogant. Like they're like those kinds of people would be the, so the paragons. Yeah, the paragons would be so arrogant about their like their status. Know, their status would be like their ego would just be so off the charts. <laughs> like I mean like Everyone, come follow oh, me. Pray to me. Everybody. I am a paragon. That's basically how Andraste felt. Although I don't think Andraste was heralded as that until like after, after her she death. died. Yeah. So at least there's that. Branca. I mean, we're about to learn about Branca, who is a paragon, and she's probably just like she's probably so high and mighty. Like, oh, it's me. <laughs> it's me, Branca. <laughs> Everybody, gather around. Get on your knees and pray. I'm Branca. I'm here. <laughs> wow. Wow. Are there any paragons in Orzammar now? There is one paragon of this generation, a woman named Branca. She was Branca. born a smith, Branca. but her inventions Blanca? caught the assembly's eye. <laughs> Blanca? Blanca? Before she'd seen 20 years, Blanca. she created a smokeless coal. It could burn in a cave without vents and no one would choke from it. It earned her paragon status. Where's Blanca now? Where's Blanca? 
She went into the deep roads two years ago, seeking out secrets of the ancient. And never came back. So she never she's returned. not alive. Who's, who's, who's alive as a paragon? Well, there's Branca. Well, there's Blanca. But she hasn't been seen in two years. So there's no one. So there's no one. Okay, well, um, we didn't learn anything about the election, but we learned more about My dwarves. My God, can I just learn about these people? I just... <sighs> we learned about dwarves, like, in general. I didn't learn about... What about healthcare? What about what, what about education? What about what? immigration? The immigration, the 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 infrastructure. For real. Where what are about the, North Korea? What about North Korea? Will Harriman be able to speak with Kim Jong Un? We got some valuable information from the Shaperit about paragons and ancestors and what all that means to the dwarven people but at the end of the day that's not the information we were looking for like we got nothing we no one has a single fucking pamphlet here <laughs> like, like no one has the the things the pros and cons of each person no no one gives a like shit like a nice chart exactly like <laughs> where's like orzamar's cnn or, <laughs> or or whatever news that whoever OBC. OBC. <laughs> or some broadcasting network. Exactly. OBN. <laughs> oh, what'd I say? OBC. Oh, it, or some broadcasting company. That would be OBC. Yeah. It's, I've had enough. I've had enough. So we kind of, you know, thought that Balin seems to have a terrible taste in our <laughs> mouths. Yeah. He's the one that's least enticing for us. Yeah. So we seem to be leading Haramont and we go back to where we can find Dullin and prepare to give our, uh, I guess, a word of allegiance just because that's the least bad choice. All right, so Dullin, I've thought about your offer and I guess I accept because you I... seem slightly less shady than Whoa, the wait, 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 he did follow us. You're right, he did follow us. <laughs> so you know what, Dullin? You might follow me around, but social awkwardness is better than threats. So I guess I'm going to start a conversation with you, right? <laughs> I'm like prolonging it because I'm not sure. Did you say social awkwardness is better than, than uh, threats? Yes, it is. Oh. All right, Dylan, I'm talking to you. Do you see how things lie, Warden? Lord Harriman cannot trust you in proof, but he welcomes a good faith gesture. What did you ask me to do again? Balin I know why, but I shouldn't get going. His father's memory. But he somehow scared off most of Lord Harrimont's fighters. If you can enter as Harrimont's champion, you would prove your dedication well. Alright, on to the proving and see why the others withdrew. Excellent. The arena is located off the commons. Talk to the proving master and tell him you're entering Lord Harriman's roster. So Dullin basically wants us to find these fighters to join us in the the what the hell is it called again? <laughs> the proving. The proving. Yeah. I was about to call it the joining, and I was like, wait, no, that was earlier. That's something else. That's something <laughs> way else. <laughs> yeah. Um, this proving is the fight, to, the gladiator fight, essentially. Yes. And we've decided we're going to work with Harriman, so or work for Harriman, fight for him. So, uh, apparently he has fighters already, but Doolin claims that uh, they're being blackmailed by Balin, and we need to figure out what dirt's on them and how to get them to fight again. So, he wants us to go on this whole task, but um, we make it outside to start searching for these people, whose names, by the way, are Gwidden and 
Baizel, which are such weird names. I, this everyone's <laughs> name in Orzammar is freaking weird. Yeah, Gwyden and Baizel are in <laughs> are the people we're supposed to look for. Told to us by Dulin, <laughs> just all the names. <laughs> and um, when we walk outside and start walking around the commons, we see an argument kind of breaking out with two dwarves that seem to be somewhat armed. It's very... <laughs> like an otter type thing. Very cute. Two years tomorrow. By all the holy sodding ancestors, how can you people just ignore that? Whoa. Bronca didn't go alone, Opera. She took the whole house, everybody but you. So just get over to Tapsters and drown yourself already. You know as well as I do, that's how this always ends. You think I'm afraid of some cub warrior who's barely off the teach? Ha! <laughs> I'll... You lift a weapon or attack a single citizen in Orzammar, and you're stripped of your caste in exile. Really? Because we just saw murder, and they definitely were not exiled. Exactly. Get out of here before I call a guardsman. Okay. Once this man, whose name is Ogren, walks away, we find out that he's so adamant about going into the deep roads and finding Branka, the living paragon who's been missing for two years. This is because... Ogren is Branka's husband. <gasps> yeah, apparently she took Branka, she took the whole house, as they oh. say, into the deep roads. I guess all of like the able fighters to go into the deep roads and none of them have come back. And yeah. he's saying, they, they're out there. I want to go rescue them. But he just loves his wife. He loves his wife. He's so lonely. I I feel his pain. Yeah, and that's beautiful. Yeah. Even though he's, they say he's a drunkard now, but listen, it's through love. Listen, every person who has a very tough exterior mm. or is very standoffish, yeah. there's some pain hidden in there. Yeah. And, you know, we have to learn that. Yeah, and you know what? Algren's outward about his pain. He's saying, this is what we need to do to make me feel better. I want... He wants closure. He can't just have his wife, after two years, just totally leave mysteriously into the deep roads. For all you know, she's dead and in danger. Exactly. And no one, everyone just seems to write her off as dead. Even we did. Yeah, we're <laughs> like, well, there's no one else. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no paragons, huh? Because she's dead. But <laughs> he has belief in his heart, and that's beautiful. But everyone just writes him off. So we see him walk away, and we'll probably never see him again. Because no. he's just Branka's husband, just some, like, drunk man on the side Nothing of the street. Nothing important. We didn't even talk to him. We talked to the person he was talking to. Yeah. So he seems pretty unimportant. Yeah, pretty pretty pointless cutscene, if you ask me. <laughs> yeah. And um, <laughs> we just walk around the common quarters, trying to find these two people who are supposed to fight in the Proving. And we walk by a group of thugs harassing a shop owner. And they're doing it in one of those conversations that are kind of ambient. Like, it's not people we can talk to. And we're trying to interject and be like, hey, don't mess with this man. But we can't because we can't actually interact with them. So we're just like forced to watch as these thugs barge their way into the shop. I'm looking at you. Stop Let's bullying him. Who you look They're trying to get his money. Back. No, 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 no. No! Stop this atrocity. This is all I have right now. I could get more if I sell something. Well, well. Looks like we have a visitor. Friend of yours. Get the fuck out of here. Get, get out of here. Take, Take a good, good look. Do you really want to start, start this, bitch? Whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> you, 
I'm not oh, gonna die for ten lousy sovereigns. Ooh, he's a god. Yeah, get out of here, scram! So after stopping these terrible thugs. Yes. Awful. I'm just this whole town is awful. There's just there are people everywhere. getting stabbed in the fucking street. Yeah. There is a corrupt government. There are these thugs. And who wants to live here? No one. I'm shocked Dagna's still alive. The sweet, <laughs> just standing outside, girl. My God, I I would leave this place. I'd be happy. Like you know how the guy outside, the market guy, yeah. was like, "Oh, I can't go back in because he's basically like cast away." Right. He is blessed. He is blessed. And you know what? He his life. He's being a merchant and getting resources for their society that cast him out. And you know what? He shouldn't be doing that. He should be going off to live in a society that actually appreciates him. He could still be a merchant if that's what he likes to do. But these people that are under Orzammar's corrupt thumb should all just find a life elsewhere. This this can't be the only place for them. No, it is like awful here. And I don't want to think it's beyond saving, but come on, everybody. It's in <laughs> shambles. And they need some sort of like stability that no one's able to agree upon. It's it's, <sighs> it's it's very maddening, and I've had enough of this entire fucking kingdom. Yeah, thankfully these thugs are all talk, because yeah. we just intimidate them, yeah. call them bitches, <laughs> and we tell them to scram out of here, and they do. <laughs> so we save the shopkeeper, thankfully. Yeah. Um, we do end up going to, I believe it's the tavern, yes. right? And we meet up with someone who is the parental figure of a poor, down-on-her-luck person yes. named Zerlinda. And before we actually get to that, I want to say, as part of our roaming around, we did find the fighters that are supposed to fight along with us during the Proving for Harrimont. We're not including all that stuff because it's just so tedious. It's I don't even want to talk about it. No. Because, <laughs> because essentially, one of them is fine. You just kind of convince him. And the other one, Gwyddon's fine. The other one is Basil, Basil, Baezal. He's being... <laughs> <laughs> by is all he's being okay he's being blackmailed by balin because he's like cheating or something on his family and balin has the love letters and he's gonna show everyone that he's a cheater to his love letters to his mistress if he doesn't help him so he asks us to retrieve the love letters now these love letters are nowhere to be found we think we found them and then we didn't and then we were running around all of orzammar and there's really like it's just us running around and be like, where are the love letters? Right. And singing that love letter song. Oh, by R. Kelly, yes. <laughs> it's just so hectic. So our search brings us to the tavern, but we're solving all these other side quests along the way and not finding anything to do with these love letters. So we do talk to Ordell, who's the father of a daughter that he cast away of his own accord. What are you looking at, stranger? Are you Ordell? <gasps> Oh, do you remember we talked to the person who was like, my family abandoned me because I had a child and they want me to leave him in the deep roads. Do you remember that? Where was that? In the slums. She said that she was like sent away by her family and they'll only take her back if she like abandons her child in the deep roads. Oh! Yeah. Are you I could be. What business is it of yours? Your type of person. I met your daughter. I have no daughter. Could be you met a castless whore claiming she was once mine. Go fuck yourself! What kind of mon- No, we should persuade him. If you don't take Zerlinda back, she'll die. 
Look, just tell her we never meant to hurt her. It just seemed best that. Just seemed best. Just tell to her kill to come home. Child. Her mother and I are waiting for her. Oh, really? Yay! Well, that went well. All right, no love letters here. Ordell agrees. Surprisingly. Yeah, he just goes like, you know, just tell her to come back home. Yeah, like your daughter needs you. She'll die out there. And he's like, I guess you're right. We'll take that stupid child. Oh my god, dude. He doesn't like the child. I'm I'm getting a character. I feel like th- this is like a side plot that needs to be explored. <laughs> I, it's like a I, this this is the beginning of a wonderful family film. A film. Family film. A family film. This is like Cheaper by the Dozen. Cheaper by the Dozen? (laughs) This is like Sophie's Choice. (laughs) This is nothing like Sophie's Choice. Sophie's Choice is about the Holocaust. Yeah, you have to get rid of one child. Oh, well, you know, at least the child's not going to a concentration camp. I mean, he's going to the deep roads. That's true, but that's (laughs) their... That's their... Okay, this is like... I'm trying to think of a... Moulin Rouge. This is not <laughs> like Moulin Rouge. Jesus Christ. I love Moulin Rouge. <laughs> so this is not like Moulin Rouge. Point is, he agrees to take the child. And that's beautiful. It's beautiful. I, I mean, we had to convince him not to let his daughter die of starvation and poverty. Yeah. I'm kind of like hoping like there's a scene where like the daughter's like, I'm going to the market, dad. I'll be right back. And then like, he's left alone <laughs> with the baby. And then like, <gasps> no! the baby starts crying. I was like, oh, oh, he loves it. He starts singing like a song. And it's like, he starts doing a single tear. And then there's like a montage. And she walks in and she's like, dad, you sang that song to me as a child. I'm so sorry, Sir Linda. You know what? I have the perfect name for him. Zerlindo. (laughs) (laughs) And then it's like they hug and it's like a beautiful pan away and then like the credits. (laughs) (laughs) You'll always see me. Even though they don't believe in the maker. I feel like this is like a, like a series on Ferelden <laughs> television uh, that it always ends with the... the it's all just like Christian propaganda <laughs> or like Adrastian propaganda. Exactly. Like they show civilizations that don't even believe in the maker. Yeah. And they're like, I'll always believe that the maker is what led us together again, father. It, even yeah. though they don't even follow that. It's it just like produced by the Chantry. Yeah. <laughs> produced by the Chantry. <laughs> Brought to you. <laughs> by the Pharrell and Chantry. Oh my um, god. <laughs> so that happens. Yeah. And then we make our way back to um oh, we do let Zelinda know. We do let Zelinda know and she 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 Oh yeah, it. and then she goes back to her family and she's yeah. super happy about it. Yeah. Yeah. Um so that does happen as well. And between all this, between all the running around, we just decide, you know what? We don't need Beisel. Like he can continue being blackmailed. We need to get through this proving. That is the real that's not even the real issue at hand. We're doing this to get, get to, the to Haramont so that we can get to doing more things to then get to the Blight. So <laughs> we can't be dealing with running around looking for love letters. Honestly, what makes him unable to do that himself? I don't know. Like, shouldn't he know where these damn love letters are? He better than he's the one who suggested, and we didn't include this conversation, but he's the one who suggested that they would be in Balin's palace and we didn't find them. So if he knows where they are, he can go get them. He's a fighter. He can fend for himself if something goes wrong. We should really be doing this. Yeah. So we go back to the proving. 
we have a few issues because every time we try to talk to the proving master, we accidentally talk to one of our companions. As always, this is, this is a common thing that keeps happening with all, <laughs> like, every time we try to talk to someone, like, that's not one of our team members. Our team members gets in the way and then we end up talking to them and it gets so annoying. Yeah, but this time it's not important. Yeah. Because sometimes, like, random side quests start because of it. But this time they're just getting in the way. I know that look. You have something on <laughs> your mind, everyone. don't you? Okay. Everyone behind me. Don't look at me. <laughs> the proving will begin shortly. I'm sure you can find a place in the stands. Or were you here to take part in the... I'm here. I'd like to fight for Lord Aramon's champion. Well, that's a surprise. Never thought the Grey Wardens would take an interest in our king. Let me just put you into the schedule here. Now, is there a particular name you wish listed? <gasps> Oh, I thought we get to type something in. <laughs> you may call me... I'm Steven of the Grey Warden. We'll just call you Grey Warden, seeing as those human names are a real burr to pronounce. Oh, really? Is it really that much more complicated than freaking Therlinda? And Haramont? And Gwyddon? Ready and eager. So, this finally takes us to the proving. Part one of our 18 parts that we have to do in this damn election. <laughs> and uh, basically, it's like a gladiatorial battle. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, guys going to announce our name and who we're going to fight. In a series of battles to the death. Yeah, this is a terrible fucking, con like, <laughs> government. It's, it is. It's like, what is this supposed to prove? This is the proving? And I think it's like... Whoever wins, it's supposed to prove that the ancestors are on that person's side because, yeah. like, the gladiators or whoever had the good fortune of winning. But there's so much death going into this because of it. And this goes back to my theory where I'm saying they don't mind all these people dying because that's just more ancestors to pray to. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, these people died in this battle. But you know what? They're up there with the ancestors and we're going to pray to them and they're going to help us out. So it's fine. If anything, if the country gets more stable with each swing of the sword. <laughs> That's how it feels to me. They don't care that all these poor people oh, are they don't. dying. They don't care at all. So, I mean, someone got shanked when we first got here, so yeah. they don't give a shit. So we're just complicit in this. This is a glory proving. Fought under the eyes of the paragons of Orzammar to honor the memory of King Endrin. First up is Suwern oh, of the us? warrior cast. Many of you remember when Sawern made history as a lad of 12 by defeating his own father in Jesus the very ring. Jesus Christ, terrible. Today, he fights as a champion for Prince Balan. Opposing him in Lord Haramont's name is a member of the famed Grey Wardens. Hello. In the name of House Aitu and our future King Balan. First warrior to fall is vanquished. Fight! We just have to kill people now? I just want to fight to the, like, to the win, not to the death. This proving ends up being really easy. Every time it's just, like, us against one or two people, eventually becoming us with an extra person along our side, and then us with all four of our party members against another four people. I don't understand why we have to do this. <laughs> and it's like, it's five different battles. And I feel bad because I like knowing Stevan's character. He doesn't want to just kill these people for no reason. 
And we're being forced to watch him just murder all these people in front of a cheering crowd. <laughs> it's like a, like a really gross version of uh, Olympus Coliseum in Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> <laughs> like after every time someone's slaughtered, you just see Goofy jumping coming down like, oh, yeah, we did it! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because it's just like you kill them and the crowd's like, yeah! And like, the winner is the Grey Warden! And also... Side note, when they gave us the choice to ask us, like, what we want to be called in this damn thing, <laughs> the guy's like, well, we're just going to say Grey Warden because your name is a little difficult for our tongue. I'm like, you have these fucking damn medicine names. And you think, <laughs> like, not even Stefan, you think Steven is hard for you? Yeah. I mean, they would say that even if the name was, like, Bizel or Haramont. Yeah. We just name our character Haramont. <laughs> It's ridiculous. And then we sign with Balin. Yeah. <laughs> Haramont, the Grey Warden, who is actually not related to Haramont. <laughs> so we're forced through this gauntlet of just senseless murder. And you know what? We got Gwyddon on our side. We didn't get Bizel. We got Gwyddon. And he doesn't even help. The only time he's even able to help is when we can call on a second person. And we choose Wynne. Because yeah. she's way more competent than Gwyddon, I and, assume. And she has, like, all these powers. Yeah, she's a mage. Dwarves can't even be a mage. We yeah. have one up on the opponent. So, we didn't have to do any of that. We did all the searching for love letters. We didn't have to do any of that. But you know what? We won all our battles. And as sad as we are about the bloodshed, we we are successful. We did it. We did it! Damien kill a single one of my bitches. Woo! I'm fucking amazed. Congratulations! You defeated the man Prince Trian himself once called the horns of my army. Wait. Do you deny this gray warden has- We killed the horns of the army? That's probably not good for like Orzammar as a whole. <laughs> I feel like they need all the people they can get. Ooh! What do you want to say? Um, it was an honor, naturally. May the assembly heed the ancestors and choose Haramont. Say that. So we're just gonna be like as into Haramont as possible? Yep. Okay. The ancestors speak through you. Congratulations, no Warden. Loyalties now, I guess. What's also worrying about this is that the people in the proving seem to be pretty important. Yeah. Like... <laughs> In our last battle, the person, the proving master or whatever, he's like, oh, it's not hard to best this man. <laughs> he is the, was spoken of as the horn of the army. And it's like, well, excuse me? Like, we just killed one of the best, like, army men in your country. Well, it looks like Orzammar is going to fucking suck Yeah, now. like, maybe we don't need their help in the, yeah. <laughs> in the blight because their army <laughs> seems to be in shambles, it's, too. It seems like we're just, like, cutting through their army. <laughs> yeah, like, why are you sending people that you desperately need to protect yourselves from the constant threat of the dark spawn? Yeah, it's... <sighs> just to die for no reason. Just because, guess who? Balin called this proving. So that's another point against Balin. Sure, this is something that everyone's complicit in in Orzammar, but Balin instigated it, so he's slightly more in the wrong. It's just sad to watch. So, Stevan did it. He's the best killer in all the land. And, uh, this proves to everyone that Haramont would make a better leader, clearly. So now, we head back to Dullin. Yeah. Who's 
I guess isn't following us. Yeah, who isn't following us. He kind of <laughs> just stayed in the back. He's like, I don't know what to watch. It's fine. Imagine I'm, if we're like, time to talk to Dylan. And then we turn around. And it's like, Ring! He's, he's like, like right there. You rang. He's like, you won. Congratulations. Congratulations. Oh my God, he's so <laughs> creepy. He's like the the bad guy in Willy Wonka. <laughs> oh, um, I'm pretty sure Willy Wonka is the bad guy in Willy Wonka. Um, I don't know. I, I think all the children. Who's are. the bad guy in Willy Wonka that you're referring to? Uh, Slugworth, where like... He wasn't the real bad guy. Oh. He was like someone that worked for Willy Wonka, who was like a trick to the kids. Oh, um, but like every time a kid got a golden ticket, he would just appear and be like, "Hey, kid, I, what I need is the, the everlasting gobstopper. So if you could steal that one for me, oh, yeah." <laughs> yeah. And then you find it out at the end. It's like he works for he me. Was he was. Just, it was just a tempter. I just yeah. want to see who was a good kid. Yeah, that's. That's Doolin for you, Dullin, Doolin. Doolin is is Slugworth and um, <laughs> Harrowman is Willy Wonka. Wonka. He's gonna be like when we oh, see, he's like, come with me. He's I like, don't like that. It's like I have a, gla- a giant glass elevator. <laughs> Press that button, Stevan. <laughs> and we see like the Lyrium factory. <laughs> um, yeah. So we gotta speak to Dull- speak to Dullin, and he says, "We finally earned our place just to talk." To Harrowmont after murdering people. If you're ready, Lord Harrowmont will see you now. Finally. Excellent. Lead the His way. Lordship is looking forward to meeting you. Finally. Finally. Imagine he's like, I fucking hate women. I fucking hate kids. Oh, I want to fucking kill anyone. I was like, oh shit, oh, we God. chose wrong. I hope not. So we finally get Dullin to take us to the man of the hour. Yay. Lord. Harmont. Yay! Willy Wonka's gonna, he's gonna cheer us on. He's gonna cheer us on. I appreciate what you have done, Gordon, and I apologize for putting one of your ranks through such trials. Looks like every other door. I old am person. Lord Pyrell Harrowmont, and I thank you for your efforts to help me preserve King Endrin's throne. Let's find out more about him. Why would Endrin prefer you over his own son? You may not know the story, but Balin is actually the youngest of three. Endrin's eldest, Trian, was murdered in the Deep Roads not a year ago. His middle son was found standing over the body and was exiled. But I've always found it suspicious that Balin knew just where to look. Balin's men say you planted those suspicions. Who say that? Yeah. Balin resents me because I did not believe his setup. I wanted a full investigation, a trial, not this knee-jerk reaction. It speaks poorly of Balin that Endrin himself was the first to think that he should not be trusted. You believe you'd like him? You'd be a better king than Balin? I have never sought the throne. My role was to serve Endrin first as his advisor, then as an elected desher in the assembly. A Harrowmont has never been king, and I always assumed Trian would rule after his father. But both Endrin and my colleagues have asked me to step up. And I will not back down when Orzammar needs me. You spit out what I do to help you as king. Oh god. All I want is just for against the flight. Let's just say that. For us, the Darkspawn are a constant menace. So a blight may not elicit the same urgency you are used to. Ultimately, the Assembly decides what troops to send. If they no longer fear civil war, they'll have no reason to hold back. If you want my support to count, I will have to be king. And right now, there is no sure way to get there. Have you heard of a woman named Jarvia and the criminal Carter she runs? Jarvia. That was her name. 
The Assembly receives pleas every day from the common folk, begging that something be done about her. So far, no one has managed. Jarvia hides her base in Dust Town, the raw edges of the city where no one lives but castless and criminals. If you would help me in this, it would show the Assembly that I, and not Balin, have the ability to defend well, and rule I this city. <laughs> I'll deal with Jarvia. Be ready to help against the Blight. <laughs> I'm saying that. <laughs> Do this, and I promise if I take the throne, I will not stop until the Assembly sends your troops. Look for Jarvia in Dust Town. Do whatever it takes to see that justice is served. Thus ends episode 23 of Enchantment Origins. And this got really political. I mean, I guess with the subject matter, it, it's hard for it not it's to. It's hard for it not to be, but um, there was just a lot of steps yeah. going on in this one. Uh, and we just got to talk to Haramont. <laughs> so there's still so many more steps to go yeah. before we can finally make him king. All just to get his help in the Blight. It, like the other missions were so e like so much easier yeah or at least shorter like at least the fade we could do that in one episode i mean and well and also red cliff did take a while because there was a lot of stuff okay but there on. were other missions in that yeah but next time you're gonna see us having to deal with this group of thugs the ones that we saw threatening the shopkeep and this time we're going for the head honcho jarvia so we'll see what she's up to in dust town but until then, you can find us on Twitter and Facebook at EnchantmentCast. You can email us at EnchantmentPodcast at gmail.com. And you can rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever it is you find Enchantment. So, as always, I'm Brandon. And I'm Manny. And this has been Enchantment. And enjoy the rest of your stay at Disney's Magic Kingdom.